Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by trichologist Claire Fulham, chatting all things hair loss. I remember then going, I'm losing a bit more hair, like I could see hair everywhere. It was all over my desk and work everywhere. So I went to my GP, she found five big patches on my scalp, one the size of my fist. So I was like, right, what am I going to do about this? Give me a plan. She just looked me dead in the eye and said, there's nothing you can do. I went on list for dermatologists. She had a cancellation and she very quickly said, yes, you have alopecia areata. As ever available on all podcast platforms. A vaccine passport could allow you into pubs, clubs, museums and gigs and even open up the possibility of foreign travel later this year. But how will it work and is it a good idea? You're listening to the Independent.ie News Podcast. The main part of our discussion was the regulation for the digital green certificate and allow me to touch briefly on it. On St. Patrick's Day, the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen announced plans for a vaccine passport. We aim to help member states reinstate the freedom of movement in a safe, responsible and trusted manner. Could this help passport mean a return to normal? Could we be in the middle of a noisy mosh pit at a musical festival in just a few months' time? Festival promoter Melvin Benn thinks a vaccine passport might be part of the answer. And certainly the speed that tickets have been selling in the UK suggests that there wouldn't be a hesitancy, providing you can provide the environment where people feel comfortable. And that's the environment that a health passport can actually uh, create without it being a two-tier system. Or is the digital health certificate doomed to failure? Anything we try with this virus, the virus has the last laugh and it mutates and it evolves and and all of a sudden we're scrambling to catch up. My fear is that as we put together this this digital certificate that we will see an evolution in, in what's happening on the ground again. Our own government are taking a very cautious approach to the use of a green badge system in Ireland. Israel which is the country that's furthest ahead of everyone in terms of vaccination, now is a thing called the Green Badge. And if you've got the Green Badge, which means you've had your vaccines, you know, you can go into certain establishments, you can go to theatres, cinemas, I think bars. Let's see how they get on. And we'll have a better idea, I think, by the middle of the year, by June, as to whether that's worked or not. That was Tonish de Leo Vragker speaking on Virgin Media's Ireland AM earlier this month. Independent.ie's travel editor, Polo Canila, has spent the last year following the collapse of the tourism industry internationally. He's been watching the announcement of a digital health passport very closely. So Paul, the colloquial term for a lot of this was vaccine passport, but what's been proposed here in this digital pass, it's not exactly that, is it? It's not exactly that. We're looking at basically picture a QR code on your phone or a paper certificate that you can carry. It will not just show whether you've been vaccinated and have proof of that, but it can also show whether you have a recent negative test result or indeed if you have antibodies, which would mean that you have recovered from an infection. So the EU in particular is really keen to avoid the sense that you will only be able to travel with a vaccine passport or certificate. It's, it wants those three options to exist. Because there is surely this fear that you create this, the haves and the have not, not a two-tier economy, but a two-tier society where it has to be said, particularly in the case of Ireland, older people might be able to get on their Ryanair flight and head down to the Seychelles. Uh, but the likes of me and you, Paul, would have to still be trapped in our homes. 
Yeah, and that's a big fear of people that it would, and not just for those reasons, some people may not be able to get vaccines for health reasons, they may choose not to, there are some countries where the rollout of vaccines is slower than others, and so all that would open up this horrible spectacle of kind of a new class divide based on whether you have a green pass or not, so that is what the EU wants to avoid. The EU has made many attempts, I think, to try and kickstart the the travel sector during the pandemic, the traffic light system being the greatest one. Is it accepted now that that was just a failure? Uh, I think it's more accepted that that was overtaken by events. And, and it's almost like in any endeavour, we every, anything we try with this virus, the virus has the last laugh and it mutates and it evolves. And, and all of a sudden we're scrambling to catch up. We seem to be consistently failing to anticipate in a, in a way that allows us to reopen. My fear is that as we put together this, this digital certificate, whatever you want to call it over the coming months, that we will see an evolution in, in what's happening on the ground again. And the fact that there are member states all pulling in their own directions. And remember, they'll all be allowed to set their own public health rules as well, Kevin. And that's exactly what we saw with the traffic light system. By the time it was up and running, it uh, everybody was starting to go their own way again. Well, on that point, presumably there would be a fair bit of administration um, in order to create this system, the QR codes to verify that people have either had a, a genuine PCR test or are recovering from COVID and there'd be involvement presumably from GPs and medics. It's not very straightforward and the Department of Health and the HSC has a lot to be focused on already in terms of the vaccine rollout. Absolutely. And the line that Ireland will use is that there's no scientific consensus as of yet that vaccines will prevent you transmitting the disease. It's taken a wait and see approach on vaccine passports itself for the moment. So I that plus there's data protection, there's security. This is a huge bill that would have to come together, get everybody on the same page and be rolled out by summertime. I just can't see it happening. Remember, it may well exist for countries that have the virus under control or have their vaccination programs uh, advanced to a greater degree than us, but I cannot see Irish people going on summer holidays and flashing this QR code at the airport this summer, but autumn I'd still be relatively hopeful for. So you think for all the talk about this in the last few weeks, you don't see us getting away in July or August at all? For travel to happen, we have to unlock at both ends. We have to be allowed out of Ireland. We have to be allowed into wherever we're going with whatever restrictions. And then we have to be able to come home relatively cleanly without having to pop into a quarantine hotel for two weeks along the way or quarantine uh, in our own homes. At the moment, Ireland is still very much in locking down travel mode and it is absolutely determined to avoid the kind of situation that happened over Christmas. May 17th is the very earliest date that the UK is going to allow travel and we know how far behind in vaccinations Ireland is to the UK. So no, I can't see it happening this summer. But I do think we can talk about autumn. The UK is also considering the introduction of a vaccine passport. The, the issues that are raised by vaccination certification, uh, no decisions have been taken at all. One thing I will make clear is none of this is obviously going to apply. But, but just to be clear, you are considering that you either will need a test or a vaccination and proof of that to go indoors into a pub well, past May the 17th. Well, all sorts of things are being considered. I really think it's a bit premature okay. uh, to start talking about That was about British that. Prime Minister uh, Boris Johnson being questioned by reporters about the introduction of a digital health certificate for people who want to go out and simply have a pint. Paul, the UK, as we well know, are not in the European Union anymore, so they won't be operating whatever system the EU comes up with, will they? 
No, that's unlikely. It's more likely that we'll end up with the digital green certificate that the EU are using. But it's fascinating to watch all this discussion and debate in the UK because this is exactly what we're going to be talking about and the arguments we're going to be having in the weeks and months ahead. The, the UK are definitely looking at some kind of vaccine pass, whether that is solely sort of registering your vaccination status or whether it's also, you know, registering uh, test results or whether or not you have antibodies. It hasn't got a definitive answer on it at the moment, but it's also cognizant just from the holidays point of view that UK uh, holidaymakers and travellers are going to need some kind of certificate or pass to show once they land at their holiday destination. So it's it's really thinking both about what it'll use to reopen society at home and then what uh, holidaymakers will need to be able to take with them on the plane. We know the EU and Britain, particularly when it comes to vaccine uh, rows in recent weeks, are not the best of friends. So what is the odds of their health certificate and whatever the EU coming up with joining up so that people perhaps could go to London for a weekend or a show? Oh, Kevin, the optimist in me wants to say that in the face of COVID, we'll pull together on this and that will absolutely happen. But the uh, the pessimist in me that's just watched a year of chaos and confusion and all kinds of different travel systems uh, says that won't happen. And in fact, the major threat, I think, to vaccine passes at the moment is, is the lack of standardization. There are well over a dozen different digital health apps, country-specific passes, certificates, and more in circulation at the moment. And if we don't head this off at the pass and get some kind of standardized credentials in place quickly, you could be watching that kind of a mess unfold all over again. Well, well, what about the staycations then, which hopefully we will get this summer? Is is there something in this idea that we could maybe bring home and, and look at in terms of if I want to go to a restaurant or a pub or even a small concert? It is such a political hot potato, the idea of holding in your phone a golden ticket that will allow you eat out or have a pint or go and see a concert that your friend down the road or a younger person or someone who's got a medical condition cannot do. I just... I, I, I I think that that is not something you're going to see in the in the months ahead. That is going to be talked about long and hard. And we are going to watch and see how other countries run at it before we do anything like that here in Ireland. Electric picnic boss Melvin Benn believes it's inevitable that vaccine passports will be needed to get into festivals and gigs. Like the rest of us, he hasn't been to a live event for quite some time. It's it's been over a year, Melvin. I guess since any of us have experienced real life or or the fun of the festival, if you like. What's the last big event you were at, or or what has the last year been like for you? Uh, well, I guess I, I, certainly in terms of a music, the last you know, the last big festival I went to um, uh, would have either been the Electric Picnic or Lollapalooza Berlin in 2019. Um, I would certainly have been at uh, some football matches um, during the course of the winter of uh, 2019, going into uh, March of 2020, and um, then I've been sat at home like everybody else, really. Presumably in that time sitting at home, you've had uh, plenty of time to think about the next big festival that you might go to or indeed organise. How do you think we're going to get to the point where we can can get back out there? And, and do you think this idea of a vaccine passport is a runner? Um, the ideal situation is to have, you know, either the virus no longer a concern to us or have 
uh, herd immunity such that the virus becomes endemic rather than pandemic and um, that public health authorities are okay with it. Um, so there's no question that's number one option for us. Number two option is that we would rather have some sort of health passport that uh, verifies whether someone uh, has either been vaccinated or is COVID clear when coming into the venue. We know there's some, I suppose, hesitancy or certainly caution within the Irish government about this idea of creating a vaccine passport, partly because I guess it would create uh, a, a two-tier society where you could have an electric picnic with lots of over 65s and very little uh, under under that age group if things are going a, a certain direction with the rollout of the vaccines. Like, well, that, that, actually... that, that would just be that would just be nonsense to even begin to think like that. I mean, it's complete and utter nonsense. And if that's what the government uh, are thinking, it, it, it beggars belief. Quite frankly, uh, the health passport has to be set up in order to be able to verify that one has a vaccination or is COVID clear at the time of coming into the venue. So whether you were 18 or 80, uh, you would be able to have it. Whether the vaccine rollout was successful or not, you would be able to be tested in advance of attending the festival. So there's no two-tier. I wouldn't I wouldn't, we wouldn't embrace a two-tier system of that sort in any way, shape or form. Um, it has to be accessible to all and the health passport uh, is accessible to all via a testing procedure. So you, you think that if someone hasn't got to the vaccine yet, hasn't got their place in the vaccine queue yet, but they should be allowed to get a, a PCR test or something similar and therefore go to a concert 48, within 48 hours or 72 hours of that. Yes, very much so, yeah. And do you think, Melvin, that there's a pent-up frustration among people to get back out there? Or do you think people will be worried about going to a concert, even if it is outdoors in a, in a, in a big space? But you're still, let's be honest, once the alcohol gets involved, once the music is good, um, social distancing won't be able to be maintained at something like a festival. No, I mean, there's no point even trying to create a festival with social distancing. It's not on my agenda. I wouldn't consider it. And certainly the speed that tickets have been selling in the UK whenever anything is announced suggests that there wouldn't be a hesitancy providing you can provide the environment um, where people feel comfortable uh, and people don't feel vulnerable in particular. Um, and that's the environment that a health passport can actually uh, create without it being a two-tier system. I suppose on a scale of one to 10, where do you see your, your hopes for us being in a mosh pit in Stradbally or wherever in 2021? Uh, I can't call it at all. Would you get any acts to sign up at this stage, given the uncertainty that's there? Oh, Jesus, yeah. I mean, do you think the acts don't want to get on a stage as much as we as punters don't want to stand in front of the stage to watch them? Of course they do. I mean, I, we have no uh, we have no issue with, with, with the artists. We, we have an artist lineup completely and, uh, up and running and ready to go. Life is already beginning to return to normal for some. Israel has vaccinated over half of their 9 million population and the Israeli government has introduced a green badge to allow the vaccinated into bars, coffee shops and museums. Paula Fays, a 41-year-old Irish woman living in Tel Aviv with her husband and two sons, and she's already got her COVID jab. So Paula, is Israel starting to open up again? Yes, definitely. Like, uh, so for example, the green passport now. So I got my green passport. You get it like about 10 days after your second vaccination. It's for, you can go into a restaurant, you can go inside, you can go into a bar, you can go inside, you can go to museums. But they're not, if you don't have your green passport, you're not let in. The 
issue like we've seen is because we have two younger kids, we can't go to a restaurant with them because they're not vaccinated. And are people back living, uh, for want of a better way of putting it, do they go to restaurants? Do they go to bars? Do they want to get back to what was normal life or are they still cautious? The majority of people want to get back to life. You can't get you can't get a, a booking in a restaurant. And you you yourself have you have you been to restaurants? Have you been to pubs? Last night I went to the Irish pub here. It was packed. I think I spotted two other Irish people. <laughs> there was one guy from Leitrim. I found him. It was really nice. It's a it, it just felt. It felt Leah felt normal again. Talking with people, having the chats, just kind of a relief, really. It's been a tough year. I didn't really think how, like, kind of emotional it would be. I think that it's weird, but it's just like it's been such a hard year for everyone. No one was looking at their phones. No one, we weren't even taking pictures. We were just all appreciating being there. Uh, you, you work as a makeup artist, so presumably you were out of work for, for most of the last year. Are, are you back to work now? Yeah, I'm starting to get busy now again. Things are definitely like the wedding industry has gone crazy here. People are trying to book. Because I'm fully vaccinated now, I'm, I feel more comfortable about it. Before I was vaccinated, I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't really trying to look for work because I just thought, you know, it's, it's, you're very up close and personal with people or that. So I just didn't want to, you know, risk myself or risk the, the people, you know. More and more countries are considering following in Israel's footsteps. Back to travel editor Paul O'Connila. Paul, what about the United States? They've gotten ahead in terms of vaccines. And now New York, the city that never sleeps after a very quiet year, might be about to open up too. Yeah, this is fascinating. The, the, President Biden is looking at a, a US-wide solution to this. But as he's doing it, even as he's doing it, and this is how fast moving a story it is, New York has come up with its own app. It's called the Excelsior Pass. And basically what you're looking at here is you can get a printout or download it to your phone. And that pass will register whether you've been vaccinated, whether you've gotten a negative test, and that can either be a PCR or an antigen test, or whether you have coronavirus antibodies. And then the idea is that you would show that as you enter a business. So if you want to go out for a meal, or you want to go to a Broadway show, or um, there's ice hockey games as part of the pilot um, at the at Madison Square Gardens at the moment. So the idea here is that that would be your ticket uh, uh, to go out and live a relatively normal life and for businesses to be able to reopen. So how that will roll out over the coming months will be absolutely intriguing because we just don't know yet whether being vaccinated stops you transmitting the virus. So we just have to see if people go back to any kind of normality, that is going to be critical. In Denmark, they're calling their version of it the Corona Pass and they expect it to be up and running by Easter. Yeah, you see, already it's getting confusing trying to track all the different kinds of these. They they indeed have a vaccine passport that they're going to roll out domestically April, um, but they're hoping that later it'll be used as a tool for international travel. And it, it, it as early on in its conversations around this, it was targeting the return of business travel. And similarly, you have Estonia, which is fairly did, digitally advanced society in Europe. It's it's charging ahead with a it's going to base its um, pass or certificate, whatever you want to call it, around a QR code, which we're all familiar with on our phones. So that will show proof of vaccination. And that's also going to happen by the end of the month. So in, in a month, 
two months time, we could be absolutely deluged with these or we could be moving towards a common solution. I hope it's the latter. It strikes me, Paul, as you go through the different countries and what they're doing, that some countries are very far ahead of us in terms of the technology available and the data available to do this. Other countries like the US and the UK are very much ahead of us in terms of the vaccines, so they feel more prepared to get into this space. And we're very far behind in all of this. Is there anything you can give us in terms of hope for getting some level of travel or activity or entertainment back in our lives at some point this year? I'm relatively optimistic that we will be able, at least the first cohort of us, to get on planes and to take holidays or see family and friends who we're dying to see come autumn and winter. As we, as vaccination gets uh, up to critical mass, as these new restrictions and passes are worked out, I do see a gradual return starting to happen and I am hopeful about that. That was independent.ie travel editor Polo Canila. For more on this story, check out independent.ie. That's it for today. Thanks to our producer, Mary Carl, and unsound, Dara Kelly. (laughs) 